0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast, episode 48. I'm your host, Spencer joined by Michael,
0: the wrong Michael this time not 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 the old one. I'm the boring one. Doesn't talk about anything else but sports.
1: Yeah, we were we were sitting here for a good five or ten minutes trying to think of a good intro topic, but we're like, you know what? We've got enough sports to talk about tonight. We're gonna
0: forego the food. It's like we're both Mike Francesca and the other Michael is more like Chris Russo. He brings up all the topics and stuff. I just, I just have nothing. I'm a very boring person. I come home from work. I sit down, I watch Texas Tech or Patriots, Celtics, Bruins, Red Sox, Liverpool. Just so much <laughs> sports. Way too much. Way too much. Well, the,
1: there is one thing. We're not going to talk about it because we're, we're not a politics podcast, but we are recording on Election Tuesday.
0: It is important to vote.
1: It is. I think both of us voted. If you didn't vote, obviously by the time you listen to this, you're screwed. It's already over <laughs> with. Um, Labar here has nothing to do with this, but I want to touch on the fantasy update because squeaked out a very narrow victory. The number
0: one rule of fantasy is you never talk about it. No one wants to hear about your fantasy team, yet y'all break it every week.
1: Every single week. Nobody cares. But... Just because I we've we've gone ten weeks now, man, ten weeks. Yeah,
0: I'm just gonna assume you won because you had a Kyler Murray on your team.
1: So I I won three fifty one to three thirty one, probably the closest margin of victory. Of course, he he's got Will, Will Greer as his starting quarterback, so it was, it was pretty close there. Um, no really standouts except for little Jordan Humphrey on my bench basically outscored everybody i had starting outside of like Murray so,
0: so, so 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 you know why his name is little jordan i don't so i i actually learned this when i was still with uh 24 7 sports but his mom and his brother uh they basically decided that they wanted to be like michael jordan but they didn't want to just be jordan so he was little jordan since he was a child <laughs> little, little <Jordan>. baby
1: <laughs> very nice <laughs>
0: And I also learned that apparently uh, via Chris Hummer, 24-7 sports, that some schools wanted him as a linebacker, which didn't make any sense since he was 6'5 and was a twig. But I think I pretty safe a, to say he made the right choice of wide receiver.
1: That would have been a strange linebacker, unless it was like a rush-end type line, yeah. But That's not really a yeah, linebacker. I think, I think
0: Tech actually won him as a running back because that, that's what he was at South Lake Carroll. But that's, that's so
1: strange. Yeah. All
0: right, so we've got baseball to talk about. Cause the baseball.
1: Not that – the Texas Tech baseball season has started but that the fall season has basically started with the Red and Black series i think we're through game 4 you today Game have through 4 game 5s tomorrow game 5s tomorrow which is the last game of the series basketball season opener was tonight dominating victory as as expected but second half was still incredibly
0: it, absolutely insane yeah
1: and then of course we've got football getting ready for the game against the longhorns coming to town we were ghosted again by a conference opponent turning us down for a podcast interview preview. That's two.
0: Of, yeah, it was over the, the OU in Texas. They're they're too no, big for oh, wasn't OU? We
1: we got somebody for OU. It was uh who was it? It wasn't Kansas. It was TCU.
0: Uh TCU. No. T- no
1: it wasn't TCU. <laughs> I'm blank on it. There was a conference opponent we've already Iowa State. That's Iowa who
0: it was. State. I uh I don't have anything bad to say by Iowa State, so I'll just leave it. Corn people.
1: Okay, baseball. Red and Black Series. Michael, you've been attending most of these games. I've been three of the four. Yep. I've been keeping up with them basically through you. Um, Why don't you tell us what's going on?
0: So Red and Black Series is just like every other. It's like the Tech basketball scrimmage uh, (coughs) last week. It's like the spring game. You just basically, what are the newcomers going to look like? What improvements are made? So basically what I got from watching this series is there's going to be a lot of good freshman hitters. Back in the – since Talak's been here, there's been a few recruiting classes where one side of the ball has been dominant. Like in 2016, we had that pitching staff. We had Davis Martin, Stephen Gingery, Ryan Shetter, Ty Harper, who all who all, all part of the same class come in and just dominate. 2017, the hitting class, we had Josh Young, Grant Little, Michael Berglund before he transferred out. And even if you want to include transfers, Cameron Warren, Zach Reams, that was a huge class. So last year we didn't really get a definitive, like, dominating side of the ball, but this is definitely a hitting class.
1: So when you talk about this being the hitting class, what is – I mean, my thing is, like, that's great. Uh, I I, I guess I I just feel confident there – Pitching, I think, is where we've kind of been. We were
0: Yeah, um, there's a lot of questions,
1: surprise. And, and then, and then, of course, when when we lost Davis, um, and oh my gosh, Gingry, I don't know why I was blanking on their names already. What is the, what is the starting pitching rotation fall 2018? What does that look like?
0: So, there was no killing in for whatever reason, probably just was maybe minor injury, maybe grades, whatever. Maybe he just didn't need to, so he didn't pitch. But uh, this is going to be a lot like 2016 when it comes in, where I think they had three freshmen starting the opening week, and I think we're going to see a few freshmen. We had a uh, Mason Montgomery was the highest-rated pitcher Texas Tech had, according to Perfect Game. He has a lot of stuff. Um, I'll look up my notes here real quick. I believe he had like a 93, 94-mile-per-hour fastball, which is pretty good. Yep. His off-speed, I believe, was in the – Mid 70s, but the only problem with him that I saw was his location was a little bit off. But he he's a freshman, perhaps. Maybe he can correct that. Yeah, um, his fastball was topped at 93. Is he had an off speed around 75 to 78? He had something thrown 88 miles per hour. Don't know if that was just a slow fastball or some sort of off speed. But the guy, but the freshman pitcher I like a lot that I saw was Michael Dallas. He had about a 88 to 92 mile per hour fastballs around 80. Uh, low a uh, change up and he's a right-handed pitcher and he's he looked pretty good he was locating the ball well I think in four innings he allowed one run which was by far the most dominant uh, pitching performance this red and black series because there haven't been any good ones but I think we're going to see a lot of freshmen in that opening weekend and hopefully we can have two of them separate themselves but if I had to guess if Mason can locate better Maybe it's just like a one-time start, but if Mason can locate better, I think uh, there are two guys we might see are Mason Montgomery and Micah Dallas.
1: Yeah, these are names. that, Unless you've been really closely following the program, probably not familiar with.
0: Yeah, they're freshmen, just yeah. straight out of high school.
1: Um, of course, we we know the the you mentioned the, the bats are still there. How,
0: yeah, how's Young been doing? He's. I don't know how this is possible. I didn't know this was possible, but he got better. <laughs> I think he went like four for four his first game with a dinger. Um, I didn't catch the very end of this red and black series. It's hard to watch seven innings of basically fall ball. But he had another dinger today. He went like two for four the other day of like this beautiful opposite field blue pit. And actually he was at... This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our
1: hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge... Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with (sighs) Amex. The comfort
0: of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. He's going to play third most of the year, but they try him at shortstop just for emergency cases. And he had this like Dared Here looking throw that was just absolutely ridiculous. I don't know how, but Young is better. So, okay.
1: Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to apologize for being all over the place because every time you bring something up, it sparks another question I want to ask. What is the... What does the infield look like specifically up the middle for Texas Tech defense this upcoming season?
0: So obviously you have Brian Klein. Whether he's going to play short or second, I don't know. Probably going to be second, considering he's been second this whole red and black series. The shortstop is going to be the biggest mystery by far. We really don't have any clue. If I had to guess from what I've seen, I would say the favorite would be Dylan Nussi. He's a freshman. I can't say a whole bunch about him. But he played, I believe, shortstop the first three games. Played center field this last game. A dark horse guy, I would say, is Parker Kelly. He's been playing third base for the team opposite of Josh Young, and he has a cannon arm. He has a lot of uh, a lot of speed off the bat. Not always uh, great as at the plate, but he's looking really good so far in right red Black Series. So I think it's probably going to be a competition between those two guys if I had to guess right now.
1: And Holt is staying in the outfield?
0: I would guess Holt is in the outfield. I know I was pretty critical of him last year, but I think that's more frustration at Tadlock for throwing out a guy who had Still no experience out there, but I think if you're under his belt, he's going to become basically Grant Little. He's going to get a lot of contact, a lot of speed, going to make a lot of good plays in the outfield this season. I have a lot of faith in him. Yeah,
1: because it seemed to me that he got moved out to right field to make room for Klein. Cause you, you yeah, because I think Klein Davis was in he
0: right was... field, but I think Taloc didn't like his speed. But, but, my, but my defense always was I'd rather have a guy not as fast who you know is going to read the ball right every time. Been a speedy guy who can make it up, but sometimes will make a crucial mistake like he did against Duke. Yeah.
1: Um, so I know it's early,
0: but w- what are we seeing from uh, Eric Gutierrez on, on the staff now? <laughs> it's actually funny because he was playing first base today. He didn't bat, but he was defensive first base. And honestly, he looked like he hadn't played first base since he was at Texas Tech. He was a little rusty. <laughs> but uh, I. I mean, it was just fun seeing him out there again. When I first got here, um, I decided to follow the team in 2014 because I've never even heard really much about college baseball before that, and I immediately fell in love with Eric Gutierrez. So it felt bad. It it brought back some good memories seeing him at first base today. All right.
1: So any, I mean, it's
0: super early, but any
1: is there something that we need to be paying attention to going into this upcoming season? Um, is there a, a specific position battle, like maybe outside of say I would say, I would say
0: but... uh, position battles, outside, outside of shortstop, I feel pretty confident in what every guy's position is going to be. But two guys need to look out for that you might not have heard of, Max Marzarek, he's a freshman from Amarillo, was actually supposed to go like in the first five rounds in the MLB draft. Didn't because I think his contact, his bat's not quite there. But my God, that dude may be faster than Gabe Holt. He's got yeah, a Yeah,
1: you 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 shared that that uh that's 60 speed with us and it was actually higher than Yeah, There's, a, there's than a 20 Holt's.
0: to 80 speed when if when you do a baseball scout and you're a twenty to eighty tool range, twenty to lowest, eighties to so you can be, he has an eighty. Like he right. can't get any higher than what he's at, basically, is what MLB scouts are saying. Like this dude's like mookie bets Jose Altuve fast. As fast as they get. Yeah, and and when he does get hits, he had his bunt where he was beautiful, just Beat it out. Didn't even have a chance at it. And then he had. the already has like three homers. So apparently, when he does get contact, he he, he rips the ball.
1: So okay. The, of course, the, like I just mentioned, you mentioned something that makes me want to ask a question. Where are we seeing um, McMillan playing this this upcoming season? Is, is he he, is he, has, not be made a, he has not made an
0: appearance? But I would guess bullpen. I mean, yeah, he has, hasn't played at all. Uh, this red and black series, at least not since I've been there. But I, I, I would assume it would be the bullpen. And 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 he's not going to get any kind of like DH role or like. I, I bet Tallock throws him out there every now and then just to see if he's what he does. Because cause obviously if he if he has it working, you don't hit a you don't take out a guy who can hit four hundred seventy five foot home runs. Right. But I think it might be a deal where you throw him in, see how he does. If he's still like batting around 200 like he did in the past just leave him the bullpen
1: okay so if it's not mcmillan at
0: dh who's who's gonna be the the other freshman i was about to mention tj rumfield first of all this guy's huge he's not big but he's like six four six five and he, he has a lot of power that dude can rake i think uh just based off today he had a bases loaded and he hit a ball all the way to the right field corner like it hit almost at the wall on the in the right field corner and brought everybody in. I think another time he hit like a gapper, but that dude has a lot of power. And he he had his first real fielding opportunity today. He's been playing first a lot. He looked at third, did not look good at all, but it's okay because we have Young there. But I think his bat is so good, you have to put him at DH. And he,
1: he wouldn't take over first over uh, Warren. I, I would, Warren uh, if I had the
0: guess, I'd have. I mean, Warren's been left field, but Grant Little was shortstop last year running Black Series, so I think he's just testing it out. But I would, uh, I would assume wa- Warren's probably first in the outfield. If I had to guess right now, this is going to be a ton of speed. I'd probably have Marzerak, Holt, and Cody Masters right now.
1: All right. Well, the season gets underway, what's that, like mid-February? It's, it's like
0: early mid-February, still yeah. a long ways away. Tons of things can change
1: lots of things have changed we'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on that we'll be going to games obviously again um i'm i'm sure we'll have season tickets in our office that i will be very heavily using this upcoming season um basketball season there is no waiting for that one it started tonight uh, you and i went to the the scrimmage the open scrimmage i say open it was like a, it was a ticketed scrimmage it was a donation buy. yeah it was a donation we went to that last week um <coughs> excuse me and then there the Game one of the season was tonight against Incarnate Word or UIW, whoever you, <laughs> whoever you believe was supposed to give the the official name of the school. Um, an interesting half or interesting scored halftime was thirty nine to thirty.
0: Yeah, I was getting a little bit worried because I mean, you you saw them; they they looked like a high school team.
1: Yeah, so I I watched the second half of the game here at home. Um, and the second half, oh, so I turned it on. It was forty-one to thirty. So like it was really early on in the second half. Texas Tech went on to went on a I don't know if you can call it a run, but like they outscored Incarnate Word forty-eight to seven in yeah. the second half. Yeah,
0: and the and they scored two points, I believe, like in the first minute. So at one point they were on like a thirty-three to three run. Or, yeah, and it then was, it just kept on increasing.
1: It was just a ridiculous second half for uh, for the Red Raiders, in in a good way. Um, as much as we were struggling or as much as we were seeing Tariq Owens struggle on the defensive side, I think there was a stretch where he had like five or six blocks. He had with three blocks,
0: like, one possession. I think he had like five in like two minutes.
1: Yeah. And it was that like one possession. It was, <laughs> it was kind of sad for the the UIW guy. Like he, Tariq would basically block the ball back into his hands. He'd shoot again, and he'd block it right back to him.
0: Yeah, I think like their best player caught the ball. Tariq was nowhere near him, so he just tries to do a simple layup. Tariq just comes in, like palms it against the backboard, gets it back, blocks it. I think goes out to like three point line, bring it back in, blocks that one again, and it was it was a crazy sequence.
1: And then I think Texas Tech finally took over possession. Um, But then, you know, like they they finished the game with what ten blocks.
0: It was 11, I think. And 11, Tariq yeah. Tariq had I mean, six of them, which was tied second all time with, like, three other guys. Yeah, well, I mean, that first off, you know, if you have six
1: blocks total in the game, that's a lot for yeah. a team, right? And you've got an individual with that. Yes, it was UIW. Yes, it was the first game of the season against, you know, a woefully outmatched opponent. Um, but I think you're, you you can see a little bit of his – the defensive skill that he was brought in to, to – his skill on the defensive side—one of the big big reasons why he was brought in. Just can't take over the Zach Smith role, the rim protector. Yeah, but more of a, a shot blocker than. Uh, I mean, he, the broadcast, granted, was was some was tech staff was John Harris and Chris Lovell. We're talking about that they were making some um, comparisons to to Mo Bamba from Texas of last year, saying, um, "Yeah, he, he can probably block a lot of shots, but he can also." alter a lot of things that aren't going to show up on the stat sheet that you're not going to see him do but the the opposing team is going to think twice about taking a shot against him and I think games like tonight you know where the, well
0: when everybody's like six four, I mean he's going to have to shoot over that it might be a little right. hard
1: but like when when you put this on tape and, and you start getting some like you scout Texas Tech and you look at the stats and you say dude Tariq Owens had six blocks in the game let's let's not try to test this dude He's he may be 6'10 but like He's a he's a long 6'10". Yeah,
0: Although, I will say that <laughs> I, I'm always kind of cautious of grad transfers, and I don't really learn much about him until Big 12 play. I think Livingston averaged like 10 points or 15 points when he was here, and then he just kind of faded in Big 12 play, I didn't really see much of him. Tommy Hamilton, on the other hand, obviously he wasn't as big of a factor as Livingston was to his team, but he kind of increased his play as it went on, and he got better and better, so... Tariq looks really good now, but this is at a conference you are expecting yep. to beat these teams by like thirty, forty, fifty points?
1: What you did tonight, you beat him yeah, by we, 50. fifty, yeah, eighty-seven, good. thirty-seven.
0: But but I'm going to wait till Big Twelve player for I'm like, Tariq is that guy.
1: Sure. Um, you mentioned Tommy Hamilton. I, I I just think back like that ridiculous stat where Texas Tech was like
0: undefeated when undefeated he a when he made
1: just a single three point like dude just throw him up till you make him.
0: that's the next level who cares that right there
1: i know it, it's one of the things that like is just
0: really deep and somebody found it and there's like
1: well let's 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 follow this one let's track this one
0: for a little bit <laughs> i think it was all good till like kansas or something and then it and then it just went away
1: yeah um jared culver had himself another game
0: a little quiet game he actually didn't he actually didn't play that well, but he still got 16 points. Or at least I thought he didn't play super well. But he got he was missing some shots there. It wasn't really as assertive as I thought he needed to be, but still had a pretty solid stat line.
1: Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to pull up on my phone real quick so I can actually reference something for I you. I know he had a
0: he had a game-high 16 that game. I believe it was just under 50% shooting. And I mean, a lot of those were dunks and layups, but that's part of it, the fact that he caused a turnover and was kind of in transition. Yeah. But it wasn't just a lot. He, did, well, he didn't have a lot of one-on-one or wide open just shot making this game.
1: So Matt Mooney found himself on the score sheet quite a bit, 12 points would assume that was a lot in the first half i don't remember seeing him a lot uh, in the, the second half
0: i think the only problem i have with him is he's a little bit too passive sometimes
1: is he still trying to create shots for yeah it like one or one? two
0: times where he could have shot it, and he's like no you got this and just passes somebody else who wasn't really more open than him
1: yeah so looking at the stats from the game obviously this is of course game one non-conference opponent you shot nearly 60% from the field. You were 41% from three, which is ridiculous. Um, you missed a couple free throws. So your free throw percentage is a little lower. It's at 77, but you were 10 for 13.
0: Yeah, but I think a lot of those free throws were like walk-ons and stuff late in the game.
1: Yeah. 16 assists, 13 steals, 11 blocks. You, you turned the ball over 14 times. You turned U, UIW over 29 times
0: and the i think the one problem i had the reason why they were only 39 to 30 in the first half is cuz they were shooting 50% they just kept them turning the ball over
1: mm-hmm. and then they
0: kept on having these stupid fouls where it's like the w i uh, and w carn- <laughs> whatever yeah. I'm, I'm not i'm not going to try <laughs> that abbreviation uh the garnet word uh was just throwing up shots and like you're not going to make them just just don't don't foul them but they kept on having stupid fouls and that's why it was so close but finally we started to become more aggressive on defense which we weren't quite as in the first half we stopped making stupid fouls mm-hmm. and they stopped turning the ball over and that's why you saw that 48 to 7 difference
1: yeah they were um they shot 10% in the second half oh my gosh <laughs> they were 3 of 30
0: yeah that's that's not going to win many basketball games
1: but that's okay they they in a they were
0: in a they were outmatched slightly for this game
1: any yeah. other any other parting shots? Were, were you there for the unveiling of the the elite eight banner?
0: I um, mean, it wasn't really unveiling. It was hey, here's the banner you saw, and then they literally took it down as soon as they showed it and put it back in its original spot. It was just kind of a hey reminder. We won the, we 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 went to the elite eight last year. Just a reminder, <laughs> so come to our games. It wasn't really this huge like five ten minute thing. It was just a short like thirty second minute video. Here's the banner. We're done.
1: Did you get one of the re- replica banners? Yeah, I was a little disappointed.
0: <laughs> the things like eight nine inches there's yeah, nothing you can really hang it on like i'm not sure what i can even do with it can you hang it from like your rearview mirror the thing, there's, not, there's <laughs> nothing to hang with it it's just it's just the banner there's no like hanging thing on it so i'm not i'm a little disappointed i'm not quite sure what i can do with that like do i frame it do i just like i'm not sure what i can do with that <laughs> all right um i'm sure dan is just Outside of his mind, now that basketball's back. Yeah, he was watching a game on delay, so he's probably right in the middle of that second half. He's probably right really
1: upset. Like if he was checking Slack, he's probably really upset with us because we were oh, well, that's not his letting own fault. him. Yeah, we were not letting him. I watch
0: so many uh, Boston sport games on delay. I just learned if I'm watching something on delay, I can't go on social media at all. I no. don't check text messages from people that might tell me something. It's...
1: Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to pull up the schedule so I can tell you the next
0: game. I think it's Friday at 7 against Friday at some eight. school we're going to beat.
1: Yeah, Friday at 8 against Mississippi Valley State. Hall of Fame classic campus game.
0: You can tell how bad a team is by how many things are after the actual state name. So Mississippi, what was it? Valley, Valley state? state. Okay, so that's two of them. So that means they're bad and then worse.
1: <laughs> well, hold on. When you say that, though, like Texas
0: Tech. Yeah, but that's... Are but they bad? Okay, state. <laughs> state and Tech are different but if you have anything other than that or anything extra to that it's different. Like I think next Tuesday we will play like Southeastern Missouri State or something like that. That's that that's three things, so that team should be pretty bad. Yes,
1: so next Tuesday it's Southeastern Louisiana.
0: Okay, so that's two so so, so that team should be bad. The following Monday the 19th we play USC. So Southern California, that's a regular school. That's, that that's a, <laughs> that's a that's a that's a, that's a decent school. That would be a challenge. And then the weekend that weekend,
1: the twenty fourth, so right before uh, Thanksgiving, or the week of Thanksgiving, It's right after, right after, yeah, right
0: after. Excuse me, right after Thanksgiving, Northern Colorado. Okay, so that's northern, so that's one. Yeah, then you got Memphis. That theory is not a bad theory. <laughs> that's actually a pretty solid theory, I think.
1: Arkansas Pine Bluff, Northwestern State. That's a really small school in Louisiana.
0: Yeah, I think I think we played them by. Uh, I think the first year I started watching Texas Tech football, which is twenty twelve, is when I decided to go to school here. I think that's the school they played with Northwestern State.
1: They it's, played uh another the, they played one of those schools like that, um my freshman year, two thousand seven, and it was a game I think we won seventy seven to ten. It was like family weekend too. My mom was like, What are you <laughs> what is what's happening? I was like, I don't know. I was I didn't know anything. Then you got Abilene Christian, Duke and then uh, UT Rio Grande Valley right Home after of Christmas.
0: Jordan Jackson, former tech player, son of Cheryl Swoops.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he's like leading that team. And then, you know, we roll into January. Conference starts January 2nd.
0: I think our first game's at West Virginia. So that's, yeah, that's gonna that, be difficult that might be a rough one, especially when Kevon Moore is probably coming back around that time. Still have Kyler uh, Edwards developing. So that one's probably not going to be too well.
1: Yeah, it's going to be difficult. But you've got, a lot of winnable games leading up to that. Um, probably, obviously, your biggest one's out of conference going to be uh, USC, um, and then Duke and Memphis. Sorry, so Memphis, USC, Memphis, Memphis will be Duke. tough.
0: I bet a lot of the Redder, Red Raider fans aren't really looking at that one, but that's a, that's one that Tech could lose. So Tech really has to sharpen up for that one. Yeah, you got Tubby Smith. No. No, he's already gone. Oh, he's already gone. Yeah, he's already gone. It's oh, uh, that's so bad. it's a uh, former Orlando Magic star Penny Hardaway now. <laughs> Which by the way, speaking of basketball recruiting, uh Demias Ramsey, number 33 player in the country, he's deciding soon between Tech and Memphis basically, so. It's Good going to, to be, be in that uh, in that conversation. It's going to be it's going to be in the that game's going to be the battle for Jamias Ramsey maybe. Who yeah. knows. All right, man, let's let's talk about some football. Football. Football.
1: Um Obviously, we we lost this weekend. I I, I want to get your take on on the game before we, we go into the, the the UT game. You go into this game thinking you know the spread is you know what it was. You were kind of expecting maybe a two to three score game.
0: I mean, yeah. I, I you think jump I, on them early. I what think I had the, the OU spread? on the over, and I lost for the first time this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, this is one of the ones where I, I took Texas Tech. all right sorry, I took Oklahoma to cover because uh, I, I thought. 13 and a half, whenever it was that we picked, it was probably a little low. Um, I'm happy to be wrong on that one. I mean, I I wish Texas Tech would have won the game too, but um, it's just, it's difficult to win, you know, big conference games against, especially against a, a team, the caliber of Oklahoma, when you're dealing with your third string quarterback and missing some key guys on defense, like to go to Allen. But you've got, you know, that same situation coming up this weekend. You're not sure about the status of Dakota Allen. Bowman may or may not be done for the season. I, Kingsbury was kind of
0: non-committal about that. I'd shut him down. There's no point. Yeah, I there's, think there's, there's three games left. I think Kingsbury's job is safe at this point. I think fans are satisfied and know our records better if we have we're healthy. So I think he can sit him and survive. Um,
1: yeah, I, I I would agree with you that I think outside of Texas, if you're to lose to Texas, you should still. Expect to win the games against Kansas State and Baylor, even if and you're even rolling if out you there don't, with just, jet. They're
0: just putting injury cards. So many guys are hurt. Right. I mean, Texas Tech just set up a a, a football facility at Covenant right now because I mean, like half the guys were there. Up. it Seems like.
1: Yep. Um, we we were kind of joking around in, in our office that we were going to call in a, a patient condition report and ask if uh, if Bowen was still there. We didn't, but we certainly
0: thought about it. Although it's weird because you could make a logical argument that Tech could be. Um, the tech could be seven and two or eight and one if healthy, but they could also be like three and five, two and six. Because what if McLean Carter never gets hurt?
1: You never know how. how See, it's, that's like, a weird thing. If, if, if he's you can make better than than Allen, you, right? you you
0: can make a logical argument for both ways there. That's that's what's so weird about all the injuries this season.
1: Yeah, it, it's been it's been just a such a different season. I think because you you go into it. Um, you know, you're thinking, okay, seven and five is probably like your floor to to advance with, with Kingsbury, right? Um four or five games into the season, you're you're feeling pretty good about it. You know, you're thinking like wow, this yeah. Bowman kid's really good. Uh you've got a chance to win eight, nine games a season. You may only end up winning seven games. You probably feel a, probably feel a lot better about seven games winning seven games at the end of this season than you did going into it. Oh, especially absolutely. when you look at all, all the injuries you sustained. Yeah and then everything you've got coming back um
0: yeah i think i had him at like four and eight <laughs> which is pretty bad but then after watching this season i think we realized that we i didn't think the office would be this efficient because no one knew we had alan boldman seth definitely was not hyping him up i think you can confirm that
1: no because like what we saw from the spring game he was the third quarterback and he and he was just running lost. these simple
0: yeah, routes that he could barely complete
1: yeah he was he looked like a freshman but he doesn't look that way now um and, and then, then of course you got Antoine Wesley and, and oh, TJ Basher especially, oh, I say especially Wesley. Wesley though just complete
0: surprise from the spring to now he's not coming back next year there's no way <laughs> you don't think he's coming back no are you kidding me do you think he, he may uh, have like 1500 yards and like double-digit touchdowns you already think he's not going to go to the pros at like 6'4 200 I don't know
1: uh, I, I was going to ask you though, do you think he he passes Kiki Kuti for number
0: two on? Where's Kiki at yards? I, I think yards it was wise fourteen.
1: It's in the fourteen hundreds.
0: So, well, if so so he's <laughs> if that Duffy's his quarterback, he's not going to. But uh, yeah, so I what? mean, if Bowman's back, I think he does. But if you if if you have your rotating quarterbacks, I think he's not going to.
1: So, Wesley currently has 1,176 yards. Oh, that's
0: more than I thought. I, I thought I he thought was much closer to 1,000.
1: Uh, Kiki QT had, like I said, I think it's in the 1,400s. Let me look it up real quick.
0: Doesn't the have the actual record? Or is, that, or is that Crabtree?
1: So, Crabtree has number one, and it's like yeah. 1,900 yards. Okay. It's ridiculous. Like he's he's not on pace or anywhere was close that, to being Was now. that 08 or 07? It was 07. 07. So, 07. he just passed crabtree for his 08 season because he was yeah. number 10 and it was just over a thousand um cootie had 1429 yards
0: so he has to get year, about 250 yards in three games
1: which i think is definitely
0: doable oh that's yeah yeah because i think you have one game and can get like 150 and then you just need 100 combined yeah. the next two.
1: he needs 253 over three games oh, yeah to he,
0: pass him yeah yeah he got this he's, <laughs> he's got, got this
1: it. He could do it in one game, like really. When you talk about like Kansas State or Baylor, he could probably do the one game.
0: Although, I, although all bringing those teams up, that brings up my second point of I think why my prediction was so off is I did not realize how bad the Big Twelve is this year. No, I did not think T- well, TCU turned into a potential Big Twelve winner to maybe the worst one of the worst teams in the conference.
1: They probably had the biggest swing of between
0: expectations and reality. Like I was going to make a joke, in like in the worst possible. I was going to make a joke if they lost to Kansas State they were technically the worst team in the Big 12 because they had the same record as Kansas, and they lost to Kansas. So they would have been <laughs> the worst team in the Big 12 this year. And they beat him by a point.
1: All right. So in this game against Oklahoma, Alan Bowman leaves, apparently sustained a re-injury to his, his, his long we, we talked about it just really briefly. Um, not entirely sure if he will be coming back this season. Not even sure if he's even out of the hospital yet, but... There was a really interesting and awkward exchange between Don Williams and Cliff Kingsbury at one of the media availabilities after this, where uh, Williams was kind of pressing Kingsbury and saying, "He well, he was he was medically cleared before he came back, right?" And Kingsbury was saying, "You know, it's not my decision. That's not my, that's not my call. That's on the physicians." Um. You know, and then Don pressed it again, and then it's like just the reaction from Kingsbury was. Oh my god! It was it was it was uh it was cringeworthy watching that.
0: Yeah, something obviously uh, ticked off in Kingsbury's head. I don't know if something prior or just the fact that maybe he's well, like is he Don questioning my so many my medical Yeah, things?
1: it was it was just strange. He asked him so many times about this one thing. Um. Yeah, it was just really. If you haven't seen the video, you should go look for it.
0: I think my favorite Don Williams thing right now is watch when he releases his top 25 for the AP poll and just watch his replies to people. It's like the funniest Especially thing ever. Especially UCF fans. Yeah, it's the funniest <laughs> thing. We're like, I've seen some Houston fans like, what is this guy thinking? He's like, you're right. You just lost to SMU. I should definitely have you on my list. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, it, and- it, 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 just watch out for that next Sunday because it's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a hilarious one-hour show right there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um- also a couple other injuries from the game dakota allen i'm not sure he that i'm not sure when he injured himself i I was going back i I took some pictures at the game um early on those first couple drives when i was in the north end zone so i i got pictures of both dorsey interceptions and one of those drives uh it was dakota allen was making a tackle against uh, trey sermon and he already had the cast on his hand so it looked like one that was well, that so- broken
0: hand was from the previous week, so that was already a yeah. See, I, I a had thing. no idea when that was, but he
1: he played what like one or two series. I think he played,
0: yeah, like yeah, like two or three.
1: And I was on the field with our with our uh, our promo family, and I saw him go up the uh, the, the tunnel, in the second quarter, uh, and then he didn't come back. Jacob Hines,
0: it's a knee thing, I think. Yeah, he
1: he left the the game with a knee injury. I don't think he was like even putting weight on it. And Kingsbury reported and that same availability that. He and uh, Williams were clashing. That Hines is probably done for the season. Um, you know, not not the best time to be losing players, <laughs> but you've got, you know, like I said, one one big game left on your schedule this weekend, and then you've got two winnable games even without Jacob Hines. Um, you'd really like to see Dakota Allen back, but, um, you know, it's, it's going to be an interesting game this weekend.
0: Yeah. I think the line's <laughs> like Texas by one. It's been, Which, it's, honestly, I'm a little surprised you are giving Tech that much credit because the media is not really pro-Tech and, you know, how they love Texas. <laughs> I surprise was surprised it wasn't, like, Texas minus six or something. Yeah, so I guess apparently it opened, like, even line? or Our, I mean, minus one's basically even. And I think right now— Because, I mean, like, you can't win by half a point. It's not possible. Right. You can't tie. <laughs> so that's basically an even line right there. If you look on the ESPN app, um, I think Texas
1: is minus two for the game currently let's see yeah it's minus 2 for Texas if you look at uh ESPN's FPI Football Power Index it's got a basically a 60-40 split in favor of of Texas Tech um i I don't know how how big you are into the advanced stats the
0: the S&P plus uh, Michael but I like stats I just um I haven't been that in tune with Tech football this year to know like what they all stand for and everything, so I'm not really super knowledgeable on that. Well, uh,
1: the the game last weekend, if you looked at team stats versus the S&P stats, there was a big disparity, right? But the team stats looked like they were very evenly matched um, between Texas Tech and Oklahoma. This week, um, the S&P Plus stats Actually, fairly close between Texas Tech and Texas. Texas Tech overall is number 34. Texas is 42. Uh, when was the last time that Texas Tech was ranked ahead of Texas? <laughs> it's been a while.
0: Yeah, probably like actually probably away Texas is probably still higher.
1: Yeah, so the, the Tech offense, um,
0: I we've think. Had, we, we've actually been kind of better than UT the past few years, actually. Maybe this year's a little exception, but if we beat UT on Saturday, I mean, we have the same record when we beat them head-to-head, so. Yeah, it's it's going to be –
1: I mean, if you win this weekend, like an 8-4 and season, it's going to look real nice. Uh, Your your offense, I guess, moved up a couple spots after this past weekend. You're number 14. Um, The Texas Tech offense is 26. Sorry, the Texas offense is 26. The Texas defense is 50th. So you've got a 14 versus 50 on the offense versus defense for Texas Tech. Sorry, for Tech offense versus Texas defense. Um, like I said, the Texas offense is 26. Your defense kind of hovered in the same spot. You know, you don't really take a big hit from giving up a bunch of yards to Oklahoma. <laughs> You're still at 88. But if you look at like the points per like the team stats, so the, the tables you can find um, with ESPN, there's a there's a big difference there. Um, Texas is scoring 32 points a game and giving up 27. You're scoring 43 and giving up 30. So you. You know, this is where kind of like the the biggest impact from the Oklahoma, Oklahoma game was because I think going into this game you were giving up twenty seven points and they put up a whole three points on your season average. Um, everything else is actually fairly even. Um, it looks like you've got a great opportunity to get back on track with your rush defense. Sorry, your rushing offense. Um, you know, I I really think that for you to. Find the balance that you had the, the beginning of the season. Your offensive line needs to figure some things out and help the the rushing game pick up. We, we saw Dalian Ward uh, have a, a pretty good game this past weekend. It was, of course, both rushing and receiving. Um, you know, Tajon Henry had a couple of a really nice plays, but the offensive line I think has a really big role in uh, in helping get the offense, especially the rushing game for Texas Tech, back on track.
0: Yeah, I don't think there was a – I think last week was mostly a passing game. I can't remember any really particular great run plays. I think it was mostly a lot of passing. But, yeah, I think running is going to have a, a, a huge impact against Texas. I mean, we saw last week of of with West Virginia. I think they averaged like maybe six, seven yards per carry. It was a lot. But I remember a lot of times when they were driving, they would just pull off these like five, six-yard runs, and that was just really just – bringing texas down a lot so i think if tech can get the running game going it might be a pretty good day and perhaps maybe we won't need to throw a ball as much
1: yeah so you ran the ball 27 times against oklahoma this past
0: weekend it seems, it seems like a lot i thought it was less than that
1: yeah that that does feel a little bit higher than, than what i remember um and then you i think you averaged a little bit, a little yeah. around four yards a carry which i think a lot good. of
0: that was in the second half when bowman went out though and perhaps yeah, kingsbury got a little bit too conservative with duffy yeah i was about to say that's probably a lot of
1: Duffy's uh, rushing stats in there a little bit, um, whereas Texas last week, they ran it 39 times for 166 yards, so right around four yards a carry, which is about what you were getting, um, and they gave up seven yards a carry to West Virginia.
0: Yeah, I just remember a lot of those runs. remind me a lot of Texas defense in 14 and 15. I was like, well, these guys are just going to keep on pulling off these six, seven-yard plays, and I'm going to score here in a second. It just reminded me a lot like that last week. So if we can do that, like what West Virginia did, we'll be all right.
1: All right, so we've kind of touched on the line a little bit. Um, I want to go ahead and get your prediction. How do you see this game going this weekend?
0: You want to steal my prediction? I want really? S- I want to hear it. I want to hear want you, you give hear it to it. us. Um, oh, gosh. Because um, like I'm, I said, right
1: now the line is minus two for Texas, yeah. but Texas Tech is also – basically
0: favored in anything else you look at I think I'll go I think I'll go Texas 45 38 I just don't feel super great with with uh, Duffy behind center and I think maybe they can we can get a pretty good defensive return that will kind of account for a touchdown but I think there's going to be a moment where Jet maybe goes on a drive or two but there's going to be a lot of stunt drives and I just don't see Bowman being ready for this game Yeah, I I don't.
1: I don't think Bowman plays this weekend. I I think would you say thirty five for Texas Tech? I
0: think I it was even um, that feels a little high. Forty five, thirty eight. Yeah, maybe I should go lower. Uh, It's going to be like a one score game, but I just don't see Tech putting up the usual like fifty or high forties or anything like that.
1: Yeah. So if if you look at the the Texas averages again, they're averaging scoring thirty two points, giving up twenty seven. I think it'd probably be really close to that. I think the only reason why
0: I say Texas uh um tech so high is even though Duffy scored third, or I think seventeen against TCU, they have a good defense. I think it's West uh Texas defense is maybe more like West Virginia's type defense and I think Duffy can move the ball some. Like not enough to score fifty or so, but just enough to get some points on the board.
1: Yeah, I'd I like to see them um effectively run the ball. All right, we can see Duffy I, you know, he, he hit some some chunk plays down the field. One I'd like to see rain that in a little bit, hit some of the underneath stuff. But I think that if you're going to win this game, and I, and I think you've got a really good shot at it, it's going to have to be because your offense was able to move the ball on the ground, uh, able to keep Texas from just sitting back and reading the eyes of the quarterback. Because if they're doing that, you know, their their defensive backs are so so talented that you're going to be having a – you're going to struggle if you're trying to beat Texas purely through the air. Um especially if you're relying on on Duffy to do it. But I think I think you're going to you're going to get Texas here at home. I think it's going to be more like a I don't know, like a 34-31 or a 31-27 type game. A you're little picking lower. the Red Raiders? Oh yeah. <laughs> a little lower scoring than than what you've seen, but um I do think you come out on top. Well, I think in in my scenario, with, with things working properly, you're going to win it with this game.
0: Will there be a horns down thrown on the on the field, and will there be a penalty well, that's a called on it?
1: That's a good question. Well, if it's thrown, if I mean, if it's if it happens on the field, you can you can bet there's going to be a penalty. Um, we saw Texas the officials protect the the Texas hand signal last weekend.
0: Who was it? Was It uh, It was Sills, wasn't it? I think Sills did one, and then for some reason, Greer did one, like, after two-point conversion, which really wasn't that smart. You know, if they got called for that earlier, you know, he was getting called again. And if there's only, like, 10, 15 seconds left on the clock, 15 yards is a huge difference. So on kickoff, I, it was yeah. just, just a dumb penalty. I mean, they won, but it was a stupid penalty.
1: Yeah, and it's... Well, what, I th- what I think is interesting is I, I also listen to the solid verbal podcast and I don't listen to the whole thing. It's usually just the big 12 games, like the, the, re- the reviews and the previews. Um, One of the hosts, Dan Rubenstein was, was talking about, just from the outside looking in just how ridiculous that is, that the, the big 12 officials protect that, that, you know, all this can happen. But if
0: you, if you throw the horns down, like you you've, you've crossed the line. <laughs> My favorite thing from that moment is, this tweet from sam ellinger and he eventually deleted it oh it's such a bad quote i remember every single team player that disrespects the rich tradition of the university of texas by putting the horns down do not think it will be forgotten in the future better watch out spencer sam ellinger is hiding under your bed (laughs) you know what I, i i certainly hope I mean,
1: besides getting the penalty every time. Yeah, you know
0: what happens? I hope the lead's safe enough where someone sacks Sam Ellinger. They run off the field and just go up to him and literally just put the horns down in his face. Just like all serious. Let's and go mess. ahead and take the penalty. Yeah.
1: Sack him and make it like fourth and 20. Be like, I, I, I can go ahead and take that 15-yard penalty. Let's go ahead and get in his face for a second. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, first off, what's such a bad look to say that on Twitter,
0: you know? Uh, Ellinger, what are you going to do? Like, are you, <laughs> that,
1: it's such a. Like, like every single person, there's so threat. many
0: people. Like, what are you going to. Like, you, first of all, you can't get revenge on half this West Virginia team. They're going to graduate. What are you going to do? What's your. How are you going to remember that? You're going to, like, run You're going to, like. You're gonna I don't plant know. The Texas flag? Or like, something? maybe he's going to be, like, a manager of a store one day and he's going to ask for a job. He's like, you put the horns down, son. You ain't working for me. Like, I don't. There's no it way to it. It just makes you look so that. foolish. Yeah. It's so. Makes dumb. You, makes it makes you look like a crybaby.
1: And then probably the best part of that is you went back and deleted that tweet. Just own it, I, man. I, I, well,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think you realize he messed up. <laughs> that that of the I, coaching staff said, dude, you should probably delete that. Yeah. I mean, like, no one's going to. It's not going to make anybody play better, but it just makes him look foolish. And it's just. Uh, it's a, it, it just makes you a laughing stock at that point. He just looks so bad. That's such a dumb thing to do. I'm sorry.
1: I'm not no, I'm not even sorry. That's just dumb. Um all right, so Michael thinks Texas will win probably a close game. You said within one yeah, score. Yeah, probably like
0: a one score game. I don't think Texas think Tech and Texas are that far apart as far as how good each team is.
1: I think Texas I, I also think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be closer than what Michael was saying, but I think it'll be more in Tech's favor. I think tech will win a three or four point game. Um, another night game with the Jones let's see how that works out after last week's you know yeah. hopefully not not like a reduced enthusiasm because the last night game you had wasn't the only so well, downside
0: but. of night games at the Jones is I live right next to the Jones <laughs> so if they threw off the fireworks in that seven second delay I already know Tech scored I think that happened once or twice where the fireworks went off and I was like second goal I'm like well I guess they're scoring on this play <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully the fireworks guy will wait like 10 seconds for me.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if you heard it, or I don't even remember when I said it. It may have been in the, the post-game show, but I this past, the game this past weekend, and I was watching watch the game, from the second half, from the press box. Um, there weren't any open seats on the media row where I can actually watch the game. In the stadium, I had to watch the broadcast of it. But with the windows being open and the PA guy kind of announcing the, the results of the play – I would hear the crowd reaction, and then I would hear, um, I forget his name, but I think he does the, uh, the basketball PA, that guy. He does the press box PA. He, he would kind of announce what just happened, and then it would show up on their broadcast. It's like, well oh, crap. I already know what happened. Yeah. It's like watching the broadcast was basically pointless at that I point. I think at
0: that point, you might as well have stayed on the field.
1: See, and I thought about it, but like when I rode the elevator up was it too cold for Spencer? No, no, no. When when I rode the elevator up coming up from halftime, um, I'm not sure what happened, but like it dropped for like half a second. I was like, Oh, I'm not riding the elevator again tonight. <laughs> I'm not sure if it just like shut down and it just felt like it dropped because it just stopped. Is 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 there not more than one elevator you could have taken? Well, they were stairs and I was That's I not know. that's not too far. I don't know, man. I, I, it, was, it was an uncomfortable elevator ride. I was like, I'm not doing that again. So I just stayed up there. Um, So, yeah, I I, I think the game this weekend will be great for Texas Tech. I think you're going to get the win. I think it really sets you up to to finish out the season going 3-0, and going into a bowl game, winning eight games, really getting uh, a good feeling after this season, you, especially when you consider that you dealt with all those injuries and you have all this – Returning talent, maybe outside of Antoine Wesley, but,
0: um, you know, it does set you up nicely for the future.
1: It does. There's definitely some big holes to fill on defense. You look on well, on the defensive line. Who's Preston Gordon? Who's been a pretty quiet addition, but he's been pretty solid. I mean, like
0: he's a grad transfer from a team that that's like one and nine. So,
1: well, but that's that's not a, that's not saying anything against him though. He, he's been I know, been but typically
0: good. if you're to if you're a good player on a bad team, it's usually not great. Sure, Dakota Allen's a senior; he'll be gone. Um, Jordan Brooks will fill that role nicely. I feel yeah. Rico I think's coming along fine. Jordan too.
1: Brooks and Rico Jeffers will be a fine linebacker duo next and, season. If and those lose...
0: cornerbacks, those guys are coming along real nice. Agent Fry, I think I got on him early because a lot of his interceptions were I, I messed up. But here's the ball, <laughs> and now and now he's turning into these. The guys are reaching up, and he's like tapping the hand where ref can't see it, or knocking the ball away. And he's he's improved so much this season.
1: There was one of the, I think it was Douglas Coleman actually, but like one of the deep passes against Oklahoma, where the his defense on that pass was just perfect. Like he he leapt with with just great timing, and basically he put his hand between the receiver's hands and knocked the ball out, and it was just really good. He he's coming along a little bit. You will lose uh, grad transfer John Bonney. Uh, maybe not, not the biggest loss. You'll Does lose. Does he even
0: play on defense anymore? I don't even know, to be honest. He he played a little bit. Um, I I, I know he's on special teams, but I don't. But I don't. I can't recall him really being in the defense that much. You'll lose uh, Vontae Dorsey and Deshaun Johnson. So there's both your safeties. Johnson. You got to replace them
1: and the first backup too, which I think is the point I was going towards. So you'll you'll have some guys to replace. Hopefully, you get a guy like Octavius Morgan back uh, if he's granted a medical red shirt. Which I you, mean, he should.
0: There's no way he. Would. I mean, missed the whole season. Yeah, the NCA would be even more evil than what we think if they just say you can't come back. I mean, Alfredo Morales had like two or three redshirt years. to so tell me, this guy can't get one?
1: Yeah, and, and you got guys like Zach Austin and uh, oh gosh, JD and High both are multiple year seniors.
0: I think Tucker has plenty of depth at receiver. Well Kishon, I, I, Kishon I, I, Carter hasn't really done much since the first few games, but I think he can step into a role easily.
1: That's yeah, but that's another guy that you you saw some flashes early on this season. You're like, I wonder why he's not getting the ball a little bit more, and then you know, then you see J.D. and Hyde just have a really quiet but solid season. He's like, been
0: he he's gonna kind of take over the bats and roll just i I will be a really good possession receiver. You need five yards, I'll get you five yards.
1: Yep. All right, so what did you learn this week, Michael? What have you learned?
0: I I don't (laughs) learn much these days. I graduated in May. He's not in school anymore. He's trying not to I I got asked the same question at work, and my smart-ass answer was, I learn you don't learn things some weeks. And he's like, wrong answer. Try again. And then my (laughs) next answer was, I learn that the week isn't over yet, so I still have something to learn. Eventually, he just gave up. But, uh, yeah, I I didn't... I guess what I what I learned is that you can learn a lot of things from watching scrimmages. The basketball and baseball. It's not it's not that if they play well they're going to play well in the regular season, but you get a lot of like good ideas on what guys are going to be just based off those type of scrimmages. I got a lot of good info watching those teams and I feel like I'm a I feel like I'm in the top, like, five, 1% of Tech fans now just because I went to so many of those basketball, baseball scrimmages this past week.
1: Yeah. So I would say, um, not that there's really, really any surprise, but some people really think that it's never too early for Christmas. The Christmas. guy across uh, I don't know if you noticed when, we, when you pulled up. The guy across the street from us put up his Christmas lights this past weekend. Oh, gosh. And so
0: I think, like, someone right after Halloween is like, it's officially Christmas season. I was like, yeah, because no, no, Thanksgiving just doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Um
1: I mean putting up your, your Christmas lights at this time of the year not like an egregious foul in my book but dudes also turning them on like he's not even waiting
0: for you know Black Friday in my opinion is right after Thanksgiving dinner is the is when every like you can set them up right after Thanksgiving dinner is when everything can go active yeah that, that's my opinion and then you can take and then you can leave it up for a week after New Year's I think we have to New Year's is your deadline there so I think that's your Month and a half, two month period for and see, Christmassy. I,
1: I would say probably you could start Friday after Thanksgiving. Go ahead and just have the whole Thanksgiving day for Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. And I'm, Turn uh, on your lights. I'm on saying Friday. like right after dinner, you, you no, I no, think I'm, you I'm, do it. I'm saying you, you because should, you if it's settled if, if, it, if it's nine p.m. <S laughs> on Thanksgiving, you're not Thanksgiving's over. You're done. You're sitting on your couch watching football. What? Well, whatever terrible Thursday night game is probably on this year. I don't even know who's playing, but uh, you're probably the Longhorns, you're,
1: right? Are they, who are they playing?
0: No, I think the I, I think they switched that. I think now they play the day after Thanksgiving. But uh, you're just on your couch watching NFL or college, full of turkey, full of beer, passing out in about 30 minutes. It's okay. Turn on your lights. Everybody's out of Thanksgiving mood already. They're already thinking about sleeping and shopping the next day.
1: You're right. Texas is not playing on Thanksgiving this year. They're playing on Friday morning.
0: Yeah, I don't think they play on Thanksgiving in a couple of years. I think they switched that because I think they – I mean, it used to be didn't didn't this is this is before my time as a tech fan, but is, didn't it used to be Texas A and M Thanksgiving, correct? Mm-hmm. And obviously, whatever match Texas plays on Thanksgiving, it's not going to compare to that one because those no. two really hate each other. Just culturally different, just everything's just so different about them. And uh, I also love that A and M fans think they're like so above everybody else. I, I can't stand those guys.
1: So there are three NFL games. Three on NFL games:
0: Cowboys, Redskins is one. Bears, Lions. Bears, Lions, okay. Falcons,
1: Saints for the night
0: game. Uh, That could be good, depending if the Falcons turn it around. Yeah.
1: All right. So, I want to thank Michael for joining us in place of McDonald. We will hit you with the post game reaction on Saturday. Thanks for listening.